everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stating the Obvious. You know how it is. We're going to start this episode, as we start every episode, by asking the boys some obvious facts. Noah? What? Say something obvious. Starting with you today. Oh man. I should have bought GME like four or five days ago. The fact that I didn't probably means like I'm maybe like a couple thousand dollars poorer than I would be otherwise right now. You're not winning, you're losing. A couple thousand. Eh, I'm, I'm lowballing there. Yeah, I think you're lowballing quite a bit. But imagine, man. I And didn't you know about it? Like you were you were in r slash Wall Street. Okay, okay, like you, okay. You could have. Okay. You could have. Know about it is a stretch. Like I was aware that something was happening. Like I was aware that Wall Street Pets was like going through like a total meltdown. Uh, and I was aware that the GameStop, uh, GameStop stock price had like gone through the roof in like a couple days. What I wasn't aware of was the underlying fundamentals, because I was just seeing people going like, "Diamond hands, like whole GME called like one twenty dollar four twenty sixty nine." I'm just sitting there like, "What the fuck is a stock?" Um, so I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, "All right." Since I have no idea what's going on, the safe thing to do is probably not get involved. That is probably safe. That's, that's fair, I'm sure, because lots of people lose their life savings on r slash Wall Street bets. So, you know, it could have gone really bad as well. Wait, I'm did asking. anyone, do you, does, does anyone know what it started at and what it's at now? It started at like 20 yeah. at like the beginning of the year. It's like $20 yeah. now. It's currently hovering around 300 Yeah, something like a 1,700% <laughs> increase. Oh, easy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy all right jacob what's something obvious speaking of okay first off i just want to point out we did not remind pranay to get an obvious fact but i'm pretty yeah, sure he I, had a website I had, I had i had a mini heart attack because i f- figured out that i lost the previous episode and then this was this was all happened a minute ago when <laughs> jit asked oh was an obvious fact uh, i was oh, really fuck. hoping jit would ask pranay first <laughs> i was like oh fuck and then <laughs> Well, I thought I got a good fact now. I got a good fact. Okay, well, my fact, speaking of the stock market and all the stuff happening on Wall Street (laughs) bets, is GameStop is now a Fortune 500 company. Is it really? Wow. That's kind of crazy. The power of Reddit, ladies and gentlemen. What can I say? Their business model is unparalleled. Yeah. It's actually insane. Guys, it's too crazy. Okay. Uh, Brene, I bought you some time. I felt like being nice to Brene today because normally we heckle him a lot. So, Brene, say something obvious for us. My obvious fact is, you know, there are a lot of animals who are known to have a wider range of vision than human beings. But there are some things, uh, like, for example, dogs and cats and other similar animals cannot see directly below their faces just because their snout is in the way. Okay. Well, you can't see be- directly below your face either. Like your face I mean, is in but the way. I have, I have, I have a, a, a relatively better. Like, I can't see past my nose, but my nose isn't like super long. All right, wait to body shame animals. You wanna, you wanna know some interesting facts right now that'll make you think really hard about what your brain is doing? No. Yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. Sure. Right now, you can feel, you can feel the weight of your tongue at all times. You just choose to ignore it. You can always stop. You that. can always see your nose. You just choose to ignore it. 
at all times. You can just see your nose. You just filter it. Your brain just filters it out. You guys ever see like an x-ray of your tongue from the side? Yeah, you think of it like as that like little flappy thing but in your mouth, but it turns out there's like a huge fucking like muscle that extends all the way down into your throat. It's, so it's, it's like, the strongest muscle. Oh, really? Like, first what the hell? Foot. Yeah, like it's like it's like the it's like an iceberg. Like the part you, you normally associate with your tongue is like 10 percent of this huge, just a long like muscle i just that makes you like so uncomfortable it's so weird i'm like uncomfortable existing right now guys it's so weird like every time you move your tongue like you just have this enormous block of meat moving in your in your in your throat i mean that's basically what happens when you move any muscle like this huge chonky meat sack is moving yeah yeah but like i mean normally you can see it right like you can see like you can see your muscles the entirety of like your your arm muscle right and you're like yeah that's like my arm but you, you don't really see the entirety of like your tongue you just think of it as that like little flappy bit in your mouth and like you're like oh it's like my little tongue but no it's huge it's huge and it's monstrous and it's 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 honestly kind of disgusting thomas thomas <laughs> our listeners won't get that <laughs> unless you're uh, we'll get that. one person will get that and that's all that matters <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. One of our most consistent listeners to this podcast, and he was on actually our first last listener. episode. So he yeah, he was he was our first guest as well. And if you want, you can go check out the episode with him. You just go to the next one after you're done with this episode. But now that we've all stated our little obvious tidbits for for the day, you know, winter breaks over. Unfortunately, we have school. Most of us have school. Not all of us. Uh, so why don't why don't we start there? So P- PJ, you recently flew back, right? Yeah. Uh, so my school, I'm the person who does not have school. Wait, no, do you have school? No, I don't. I'm okay, taking a gas semester, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so my school starts tomorrow, so I flew back on so Wednesday. How was the, the experience flying during the whole? My experience was. A bit interesting. I will say there it was more crowded than when I came back. Really? Um, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, originally. So when I came back hmm. in December, which is kind of interesting because I came back a couple of days before Christmas. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, not a lot of people travel like the day before Christmas. It's usually like a couple of no, days, it, right? wasn't, it wasn't the day before. It was it was actually like perfectly a couple of days before. Huh. It was like maybe maybe like four or five days before. Did you fly to Pittsburgh or Philly? I I flew... Okay, so now I flew to... So in December, I flew just straight to Dallas one way. Um, one No stops. N- now I flew from Dallas to Pittsburgh, no stops too. How, how full would you say your plane was? Hmm? About how full would you say your plane was? Um... At like least two thirds. At the very, at the, at the very least two thirds. Damn. Like oh I, wow. So yeah. so I'm assuming people didn't have like rows. Like I know earlier on during yeah, the pandemic, I don't think, people had like a, I don't an entire. Think, yeah, like no. when I was when I was going to Dallas, I had an ent- I had like two rows to myself. I had my oh, row. Yeah, row I, I remember. Send me a picture. Um, but now when I came back. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say like when I when I flew back was all the way back in in March, 
when like the pandemic was like at like the height of like the hysteria and nobody was going anywhere and i'm not kidding it was like literally five people on this huge 737 i know that airlines now some airlines are requiring you to get tested some even require vaccines so did you have to do any of that or i didn't have to do that or we could just go on with nothing i i could just like go on whatever i want i mean like to be fair you obviously have to have a mask yeah I'll, i'll talk about that later but like now on the plane, no one got their own row. Uh, there were there were middle seats open, but some of my other friends, like who left the Saturday before I did. To be fair, it is a Saturday; it's a bit more busy. Those flights were actually so busy, like people didn't have you had to sit in middle seats. Like that's how busy it was. Huh. And honestly, Crazy. that's yeah. kind of, that's a bit scary, but like. That's yeah. really, that would make you so yeah. uncomfortable. I, that, like, yeah, that's kind of nuts. Like, like, I don't know. Are these people traveling for pleasure, or are they doing it because of like business or stuff like that? I mean, I'm uh, I'm assuming really business, know. but I mean, yeah, most travel around like this time would would you know be business. I mean, so, like sometimes like you, you have you, to you, do so. Yeah. yeah, but I think it really goes to show like how short our our attention span is, like. Yeah. The, like, the pandemic even didn't the get pandemic, any better. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not it's not like super good right now, but we just hear about it less in the media and whatnot. Or well, yeah, I mean, just wherever. Like, if anything, and, more people are dying now, like than than before. But people just got bored, and they, they just got like, yeah, used to it. Yeah. They're just like, ah, it's just. Yeah, it's I remember in bad. one of our previous episodes, if you want to go watch that, when the pandemic first came around, Noah was like, "Yeah, this is natural selection. We live with it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? If if you're not taking precautions in a global pandemic, I I mean, I'm not saying. Do you deserve to yeah. live? Like, do you really deserve to live? Like, I, look, I man, don't know. Society has given all of us a lot: internet, clean water, food, housing, electricity. Like, give back to society a little bit by not spreading or not actively trying to spread this deadly virus. That we can't really control at the moment. See, the thing is, Just, once you get the vaccine, you you are fairly well protected. The the like mask and stuff like that is only to help other people at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I will say, like on the so there's interesting stuff concerning rules on planes. Um, so for example, on planes you can't on the plane itself in the airport you can, but on the plane itself you can't wear a mask with a vent. Um, because like those are made to only protect you and not others so um you can't wear those but what you can do like what i did is i wore i wore an n95 mask with a vent and then over that i wore like a k95 or something um yeah so it kind of kind of yeah it just filters out the air that's coming out of the n95 and then just like put a face mask or something on top just for safe measure but like i will say man i had to blow my nose so much and it was so difficult to hold it (laughs) at one point i was just like oh god can i i really don't know if i can do this anymore i think yeah whenever we went to like debate tournaments for nate and i would always just be like 24 7 our allergies we were like Renee and I were like immediately like when we reach like a term we were like locate the nearest tissue box. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> I like classrooms with tissue boxes when we go to have a dude debate uh, those are the amazing. nicest classrooms. Renee spent the entirety of debate tournaments in the bathroom and blowing his nose, never with extend points. Damn. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'll just carry extend points with me to the bathroom. <laughs> Pretty sure I do. 
Jeff does. I know he does. Okay. He told me. <laughs> I do. This is true. All right. Well, what about you, Jeff? Oh, wow, that's what about funny. you? How's your semester? Uh, well, my semester started a little while ago. Like I think, yeah, two weeks ago. And so I have classes, you know, most most of them CS classes. I'm also taking like American studies and stuff. So filling out some of my core credits as well. But uh, I'm just kind of apathetic to it all at this point. I've already done one entire semester online and I, that was like pretty less than average. I don't really have super high hopes for this semester. Is this all online? So, all online also? Okay. Yeah, it's all entirely online. So, you know, some of my classes are kind of jokes. Some of my classes I have to do work for. But for all of them, I don't really care. So That is nice. Uh, yep, that's where I'm at right now. It's, uh, it's, it's a life. Yep. But uh, how, how's it with you, Jacob? How, how's uh, I think I also started the same time online? as you. I'm also all online. Uh, but my classes are like, some of them, so like I have five, right? And like three of them, no, nah, no, nah, two of them are like pretty, pretty hard, pretty difficult. Uh, it's biochem and human physiology. So it's like kind of essential classes, but they're like pretty difficult. And then the others mm-hmm. are like kind of blow off, kind of easy. So like, I'm just basically putting all my time into those two. Yeah. Well, I mean, blow off classes are nice. I mo- even some of my CS classes, like the exams, are like open note and such. So that, that is I'm the not one thing like, but... I will say about online classes is like it, it makes it makes like grading, or, like getting higher grades easier and like exams easier because a easier. lot of them are open notes. So like much easier. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about this point a little later. But yeah, that's why I still even decided to take like the classes that I'm taking. I mean, a lot right of now, people. But... I read this recent study things saying that like. Having online exams when you have like open note and like open internet and stuff like that is good because it teaches you how to solve problems in the real world because like no one in the real world like has all this stuff memorized. Like a lot of the times they go look stuff up and like figure yeah. it out using the knowledge base they have and stuff like that. So like stack overflow. Yeah, as long as you like the question isn't like copy and paste from like Chegg or something like that, like it's a more accurate representation. Yeah. No, but there's also like cheating issues and stuff. Yeah, yeah I think it's generally more accurate. Like one person in my physics class I took last semester uploaded the entire exam to Chegg and then <laughs> asked for help. Did, the did he receive help? No, they, the the physics department found out that he posted the entire oh, exam. And, like, like... and then and then Chegg gave up his identity. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you have yeah. to sign a thing saying that like if the, uh, yeah people ask for it, they can give it to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but Noah. Tell us a little bit about how you're how you're doing. Right. Well, your gap semester. I'm taking yeah a gap semester. Um, mostly doing it for my mental health. Last semester wasn't so great in in that regard. So yeah, I've been like seeing a psychiatrist, therapist, whole deal. Uh, honestly, not been doing much else. It's been a boring month so far, and I expect the rest of the spring to go by much the same would you say it's better than the fall doing better than the fall uh i guess like on the one hand when i had school i had something to do but it was also like really boring and i didn't want to do it and now i don't have anything to do and i can't really fill my time with like anything super engaging because i can't really go anywhere and it's not like I have a job or anything so 
it's, it's just been sitting around. Well, here's, I will say like two things here, I guess. But first, like, you know what? Honestly, with 2021, I'll take boring every day of the week compared to what 2020 was because like boring is better than just like another catastrophe. So, yeah. But I no, you you and I have talked a little bit about this, but I think look, I think I think we all agree when we're like Noah would be a good professor, history professor, history with Noah. Yeah. I don't think we have that segment in this episode oh, yeah. today, but uh, we can just our, we can one just, of our like, running segments. We can just on the spot spontaneously just put it in whenever Why? the time comes. Noah's just not like a a planning history book. He's he's a spontaneous history book too. You can ask him for a history fact at any moment, and he'll just give you one. That's that is leave a comment. Is. What you want Noah to talk about? Some history facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. now I know that I won't be talking about any history facts because we don't get any comments. Rip, rip. rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll comment for you now. No, I'll, that's not. I'll, that's not. I'll, that's dude. Like, commenting on your own podcast is, like, even lamer than commenting on your own Facebook post. But I, I, I would comment on my own podcast for you, Noah. I, I don't, I don't doubt it. Okay. Yeah, but going back to, like, the original thing, I do think Noah would be a good history teacher. Yeah. Well, I think... I talked to Noah about this, but this is my pitch for Noah for what to do with this time. And it's that he should write. Become stuff. a history teacher. And well, what the frick? I guess you could also do that, but I don't know how you're gonna like go teach history classes. Just start a YouTube but channel. I think Noah could write really well because he reads a lot, and I feel like that translates to like something. You could write and like try and sell it to somebody, not even like a book, just like random articles, and you could try selling it. To I mean, people. it could be literally about yeah. anything. Yeah, like articles about issues or about. I was telling Noah he could screen write, so like write stuff for like TV shows, movies, whatever. Mm. You know. You could make start a Netflix show. You write a Netflix show. Yeah. Pitch it to them. Honestly, I, I think Noah has the talent for that. I feel like you're putting me under a lot of pressure. Right. No, that's what you gotta do. We got you. Or we'll make yeah, you. You want an actor up here? He's definitely not being held hostage in my basement, guys. Damn. <laughs> Noah is here of his own free will. Definitely. Yeah. We did not force him to be here, and he is not handcuffed anywhere it's kind of kinky oh my god i knew i regretted it the like, second i said man, it. it came out of my mouth. i was like being handcuffed why? in this was basement i don't know like you just set it up you're just like let me just tee up this this put for you and i'm like all right i'll take a swing but you can't act surprised no no i regretted it the second i said <laughs> it. you know what i have i have that right this is a very no it's not right or a privilege. You, you did this to yourself. Okay, so vaccines, <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. Okay, okay. Yeah. I will say one thing that one thing I think is kind of interesting that our school is doing is, um, they're allowing every single person on campus and obviously staff and stuff too, um, to take a, a test every week if you want to, which means like their capacity to take to test has is like insane at this point. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not on campus, like, right now, but if I was, it's mandatory for every student and staff to take a COVID test every week. Like, you have to. Really? Yeah. 
and I assume they they let like they provide you a facility to do. Yeah, they they give you all the stuff. Like it's self administered. Yeah. It's self administered. Yeah, they send I, like, you I assume test, like yeah. Baylor would also be like good about that because they're like men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you know they're known for their medical school or anything, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, but they, apparently, what, what they did is like they built a lab just for like well, not just for COVID testing. It'll be after COVID will be used for other stuff too. But like they built a lab. Which now its only purpose is to do COVID testing. It's like an infectious disease thing, but like specific to COVID now. But like after it's for infectious diseases. Yeah, yeah. probably. I wouldn't know. What? Yeah, well, I'm telling you. So. Okay. okay. Yeah, you wouldn't know, PJ. <laughs> like, well, God. You recently yeah. had to do a test or something, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me get into this. So, this test I didn't take at CMU because I couldn't schedule it that early. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys know what Curative is, but they do free tests, like, pretty much anywhere in the U.S. Um, so, you can schedule a test. Obviously, you have to go to a testing location. And so, like, in Dallas, for example, I went to the, what, the FC Dallas Stadium, where they had, they had like, this station set up for uh, COVID testing. But for here, it's a bit, little bit more difficult because I did not have a car, and it's a bit rough to, like, take a bus and stuff, too. Um, just because, like, there might be a bajillion people on a bus. Um, and that's obviously not safe. So, I registered for a COVID test location. The unfortunate part, this place was an hour and a half walk away from where I live. Uh, so clearly I'm not going to do this hour and a half walk, but luckily, a friend who was not here last semester, but just came back this semester, I remember he had a bike, um... In freshman year that he used all the time so i was just like yo i hit him up i was like yo can i use your bike and he was like okay unfortunately my bike is still at our freshman dorm because he didn't come back since spring break last year so he hasn't been back since spring break last year his bike is still locked up at our freshman dorm we live in the same dorm and which is kind of fortunate because now we don't get access to that dorm anymore uh because we don't live at that dorm so our key card doesn't allow us entry into that dorm but luckily, on the other hand, I did know a sneaky, a sneaky way to get into the courtyard without a key card. It involves, like, jumping a fence and something, whatnot. But it wasn't, like, it's not too bad. <laughs> Let's be honest. You would have preferred to do this to get into <laughs> yeah. the dorms every I, single time. Times like, let's be real was, here, Pernay. This was a bit faster because, like, usually to get in, you have to, like, swipe in twice or, like, go through a series of stairs. So usually I would just jump over the fence because I'd be like, this is kind of stupid. I don't want to do this swipe nonsense. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, you just enjoy jumping over things. Exactly what Noah said. Jumping over things. That is another uh, good part about it. Like we we literally can't go outside with Frenet without him trying to just like jump over or onto random like nearby objects. This is true. This is so okay. true. I am. I oft. I am known to. Often jump onto things, but it's, like, it's not. He's like a boat. fucking cat. Like we'll just be walking along like the sidewalk, like completely normally, and then we just like decide to jump like onto like a trash can or something, for no apparent reason. I'm testing my limits. And I'll just look at you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what like, Bish, what's up? What you gonna do about it? And I'll say, yo, fill me, fill me, jumping over this, and put, let me put a slow mo filter on it. <laughs> and yeah, some some of them might fight sick. Okay, okay, either way, either way. I'm like, okay, I know a sneaky way to get in. Getting the bike out will be a bit difficult, but I think I can do it. And so it's the dis- so it's the day of the test. Uh, he tells me the password to his lock, um, so I can obviously get the bike out. 
And so I'm like preparing. I go two hours before my test just in case I'm not able to get the bike out. Um, and I end up having to walk. So I go, I jump out of the fence as normal. I honestly felt like it, I felt so cool, like as a thief and stuff. I honestly could make a yeah, living. Yeah, we know. Okay. We know. <laughs> okay. No, we okay. know. So I go there. I go. I mistake the first bike. I thought it was a different. I thought it was a different bike. Eventually, I find the right bike. I open the code. I get the bike, and then I have to like yeet this bike over the fence. And so I just like pretty much like big man it over the fence, and then I go How back to the other side. Fence? How tall is this fence? Um. Okay. So so the one I jumped over. Is kind of tall. That one's like. I don't. I don't just like leap over it. I grab onto it and I like climb. It's not just me. No, like how, one like how many feet? Is, how many feet high is it? Like, give us like okay, a number. Okay, so like. So the one I on the way there, going into it, I take one fence. Going out of it, I take different fence because I have the fucking bike. Okay, so but sure, going into yeah. it, uh, the one the fence I have is like maybe. One point five times my height. Something like okay. That. okay. So, like, um, about, going, like, nine feet? Like, let's just assume you're six yeah, foot. Yeah, nine, ten, nine, ten yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, something around that. Something around nine feet. Um, but going out, I have to, like, the way I, like, I don't I don't exactly throw the bike over the fence. There's, like, this other fence that's kind of connected to a residential area, and I don't want to jump into their backyards, but it's, like, a wall, so you can climb on the wall, like, walk along the wall. So, I, like, I get onto the wall with this bike, and I, like, kind of shimmy it over. And then I have to, like, throw it a little bit. It's hard to describe, but eventually, long story short, I throw the bike over, and then I get out safe. Um, okay. Okay. Then I get on this. I, I text my friend. I'm just like, yo, I got your bike. He was like, Pog, this is, I never thought I would see this bike again. And then um, I get on, and I realize the biggest problem of all is that the, the tires obviously do not have any air whatsoever. <laughs> it has been there for, at, l- at the very least, eight months. And so clearly, it's not going to have air. Yeah, and it's, and like, so freezing, asked, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's freezing, too. And I thought about this beforehand. And so I asked him if he has a bike pump, and he's like, no, I don't have a bike pump. But there are some places around CMU where they do have bike pumps. Um, also, another point to this story is it is, like, 20 degrees outside. So I'm Can I just say, don't you, don't you just think it would just be easier to walk at this point? Like, the amount of work that you're going through... <laughs> In order to get this whole bike situation yeah. to work. Like. Okay, yeah, eventually I make this decision as well. <laughs> but, but so I go to the bike pump, and it's twenty degrees outside. So I can only bike. I can only pump this bike because I can't use my gloves to pump it. The way this bike pump works, it is I don't have enough dexterity, so I can only pump it in like three minute intervals, which is a bit <laughs> annoying because taking off, taking off, not even three minute, like like two minute intervals, because my hands get so cold. It's just. I have to, like, warm them up using body heat and whatnot. So I take off the cap, and then I try to pump it, and, and then I realize the next shit problem is that the bi- either the bike pump or the bike is just completely shit, and the back tire won't pump, and the front tire will only be halfway pump. And so at this point, I'm getting late, and it's to the point where I don't know if I can make it if I can walk or not. Um, I have to maybe jog some of the way. And so I... I get to a point where I'm just like, you know what? I'll just try the bike and see how it goes. Uh, so I start going downhill. And since it's downhill, it's not that bad. But let me tell you, biking with on tires with no air is the worst possible thing you can do. It takes so much effort if you're not going downhill. Because you're practically trying to move. Instead of moving the rubber, you're trying to move the metal part that the rubber is connected to. Because it is that there's no, there's no air at all. So like, the metal will be touching the ground practically. 
and it, it just does not work. And to top it all off, I didn't realize this until it was this bad until I was starting to go uphill. But my so my friend told me this. He's just like, yo, my bike has a little problem about shifting gears when you're when you pedal too hard. And so obviously I need to pedal hard because this tire these tires don't have any, any air whatsoever. So I start pedaling hard and try to go uphill, but the gear just pops out. It just like every time you do a hard pedal, it just pops into the next gear and then keeps on popping out until the entire gear just the chain pops out of the gear itself. <laughs> and luckily, I did. I do know how to fix this. I learned in middle school, one of my friends, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but Jason D'Souza, he, he told me how to fix this one day. You kind of like make the chain loose. There's a way to do it on the bike and then you just like manually put it back in. And so I had to do that. And then I just honestly, I decided at that point, I'm just going to walk uphill. Renee, uh, remind me, what, why did you start telling the story? I had to take a COVID test. That's, that's the, that's the original you know reason. The, the biggest twist to all of this is if the test came back positive. <laughs> oh, I, did, I did get my results. And it, I was negative. God, so there's that. Okay, you already so. tell stories like a 70-year-old man with dementia. Oh, God. To, okay. to everyone out there, just just all our listeners, spare a thought for Pernay's future grandchildren. Right. and. Just the interminable, <laughs> monotonous, mundane stories oh, they will have to sit through. Just, a, just you don't, you don't even have to really imagine it that much. Like you were there, a minute you ago. You are one. Yeah, let me let me finish telling the story, okay? okay. <laughs> oh my god! Well, this far into it, we gotta finish it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, this point, I'm struggling so hard. I'm sweating even though it's 20 degrees outside and I'm, I'm really considering that I'm really considering I'm, I'm like, should I even take this test or not? Is, is it worth it? It's free either way. I don't have to take this test. But then I get to the halfway point and I'm like, you know what? I'm halfway here. I might as well just keep on going. And then I, I, I this place is actually so far. I didn't realize I have to cross a highway to get there. Thankfully there's a bridge over the highway, but I had to cross a freaking highway to get to this testing location. And, uh, and so the, eventually I get there and I chain this bike up to, to the, to the, to a fence. I take this test and also all, all, all the meanwhile, my phone is actually complete shit on battery. So I was, I was, by the time I was at CMU and from CMU to the testing locations, another hour, I was on 10% battery. And the thing is I had to show the people at the location a barcode for them to scan. So I couldn't use my phone the entire, the entire duration of the entire trip. So I had to memorize the directions from CMU to the testing location. And so usually I'm actually pretty good with directions. So I did. I saw that wasn't that much of a challenge. But also my phone is completely shit. On the way back, it just turned off. And it just ran out of charge. So I was like, hey, well, this is kind of a rip. But either way, I get there. I take the test. And, and then I'm dreading so much having to go all the way back. And then I see some of my friends, Div and Fish. I said, they, they're testing at the same time. They come. And they're like, bro, like... Honestly, the buses have nobody on it. Just just take a bus on the way back. So we find a bus. We wait for a bus that has absolutely nobody on it. And then finally, I put the bike on the... On, there's like a bike rack on the front of the bus that's kind of... It's actually kind of interesting how it holds the bike in place using some sort of physics and shit. But we take a... Thankfully, we take a bus on the way back. There's nobody there. Nothing to worry about. And I finally... And that's, that's pretty much the story. It's like and the, this one is of the worst the experiences worst in my life. life. But you cannot imagine how difficult it was to bike that thing. Like, even downhill was a struggle. 
This straight up sounds and like something out of like a movie. <sighs> this sounds like a movie scene or something. Like, oh my god, man. Honestly, if you followed with me with the camera, it could have been a movie. Like, we, we could have sent it to Noah, he could have made it a history movie. What? Why would I do that? <laughs> this would be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Neither. History. It's not film worthy either. It's it's really not anything. No, put it on. Maybe it, it's it's just okay, positive. Then we'd have a story. It's just a series of poor decisions <laughs> yeah. on your part. You just call it a series of unfortunate events. That's what you could call it. That's that's disrespectful to the it's original material. It's not even material. unfortunate events. It's just you being a headass. You could have just walked. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought you apparently be... predicted all these things too. You were like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to jump this fence. Oh, okay, the tires the are probably not gonna have air." The fence itself like, was kind of that, that. was I thought I found, I found enjoyment of that. But the... like, <laughs> yeah, but you still knew you were gonna have to do all of these yeah, things I in thought, 20 degrees I, weather. I, I was did this often too. Renee did this his entire debacle because he was like, "Man, I could jump over a fence with a bike. Wouldn't that be cool?" Yeah, and you could have just entire... taken the bus. Jith was like, you could have walked. You could have just taken the bus. You could have walked. You could have taken the I bus. Mean, you could have called an Uber. You... Like all, so all the buses. I okay. So like halfway, I was thinking about taking a bus there on the way there, right? But I had to chain this bike. I had to lock this bike up to. You a wouldn't place. have to do that if you didn't get the bike in the first place. Yeah, I know that was the issue. So that was. I thought I could take the. I thought I could pump the bike because I thought it wouldn't be a sh- complete shit bike. Let's just shit All right, guys. So, 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 what is the lesson we take away from this story? Please in, enlighten us. <laughs> I think the lesson is don't let Pranay make decisions about anything ever. Yeah, especially that Harvard round, right, Jacob? Yikes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pranay had to do it. To you. <laughs> but that's what you get for trying to. to do all this bike shenanigans in 20 degree weather like well at the end of the day I, got, I, I i did take a test i also ran another errand that i had to do so that was like i can tell you your first mistake nice. that day going outside in 20 degree weather like god damn you must be insane i mean you get kind of i mean also, i don't know i don't know how cold it is in dc but i get kind of wait used. it's not even like you go to Jacob's school where you have to like the tests are mandatory like this is just optional yeah if but you like literally it's, have the it's like, energy to be doing all this stuff like i highly doubt you like I don't want to. See, I don't want to. I don't want to see other people like without knowing for sure that I don't have a. Like I don't have COVID. No, it's not a problem for me. I never see other people, anyways. Bog, same. All right. We we talked about this a little bit earlier on in the episode, but Wall Street bets. It's kind of taken over the news. You have Elon Musk talking about it. You have. Companies being generally pretty sh- shitty, <coughs> Robinhood. Um, yeah, no. Lots of lots of things happening over no, here. Why don't you just so. give us a brief summary of what's happening? All right. So I feel like you know, uh, this is Noah's history fact for the day. Okay. <sighs> right. God, put it. It's put it. Put in some history with Noah. Put in some history fact music, Cobb. There it don't is. do that, Cobb. There it God is. damn it. <laughs> it's too oh, late. No, it's, damn happening. It. it's happening. Guys, it's happening. Anyway, so what was what was, the first day I noticed this was last Tuesday. And that's when the stock price hit, I think, 150. Because basically what happened was um, all the way back last September, 
uh, some dude called uh, U slash Deep Fucking Value bought like a huge amount of game stock, like a lot. And like he he just did it because like he, he crunched the numbers. I don't know. Like he somehow he figured that it would go up in price uh, enough for for it to make his like investment worth it. Because like you know GameStop has obviously the stock price has been on like a pretty steady decline over the last like few years. Honestly, but, it might have been might have been PS5 that he was counting on. Yeah, he he was probably like you know PS5, Xbox. What's like what's the new one called? Mm-hmm. One X phone something like that. Yeah, 1X. Series. Series X. Series X. Yeah, whatever. Gives shit. Xbox's marketing team is, like, honestly, they should all be fired just for that name. Complete shit. Anyways. um, So, but the thing that really made this thing blow up was apparently some hedge funds. I think that the one that, like, all of Wall Street based, like, best hates right now is Melvin Capital. Uh, they decided to short GameStop. So, the way short works, I don't know, this would you want to explain this one, or should I? I can explain it. I, I I can actually, I found this, like, really great thing that explains it, like, with Oreos or something. I saved, like, the Reddit, like, comment. But I can pull that up, or you can try explaining it. I just think it's easier if you, right, like, right. well, conceptualize no, no, it a little differently. But uh, I, I will find that and I will be right back. But in the meanwhile, you can just explain what's happening with Melvin Capital and that, who that guy is and, and okay. contextualize that a well, little bit. Anyways, so apparently Melvin Capital bought like a bunch of like shorts, like a lot. Like they literally shorted more stock than there existed on the market. Like they were shorting like something like 136% of GameStop stock, which should not be possible. That seems extremely like, risky too. It, apparently it's illegal. Like apparently... Well, from what I've seen, it's illegal. They should not have been able to do that, but they did it anyways. And then they got some, I don't know, like something called Citron Research, which I guess is just like a stock market, like uh, analysis firm or whatever, to like put out some quote unquote research that said that they thought that GameStop was gonna like tank or whatever. And so basically they were engaging in market manipulation to try and make this enormous short uh, investment pay off. So basically Wall Street bets saw that and they realized two things. One, this is bullshit. And two, they can punish Melvin Capital for this bullshit. So they all just started buying GameStop stock. Just like all of them, just buying GameStop stock and holding it because the, the way shorts pay off is you're essentially making a bet that um, the stock price is going to go down. And that's how you make money. But by pushing the stock price up, like Melvin Capital was like losing enormous amounts of money. Like I think the number was $90 billion. They lost like, like 15, 15% of their yeah. value. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, I, they, I was reading an article today morning. I, I think I don't think it was in fifteen. I think it was like thirty-five or something. Yeah, no, they are getting fucked up. It is like honestly, they are just getting like fucking like destroyed out there. It's it's not even like it's honestly quite sad to watch. Um, but basically, like um, Wall Street's bets started doing that, and then GameStop GameStop stock started rising to like I think like it hit a high of like one. 180 or something like that on Tuesday and then it started going down and it like hit like I think about 60 and then Elon Musk tweeted about it and some uh, Sri Lankan uh, billionaire 
said he was just gonna throw like a hundred thousand dollars in it because fuck it like he can oh yeah his name's like Jamath like P, uh, Jamath P or whatever but yeah he's done like he used to work like work Facebook he's super successful but he just threw a hundred thousand dollars at it converted it to like 500k and then just made like four hundred thousand dollars like yeah in like a couple yeah, days he was crazy. just like fuck it I'm just gonna throw a, like a hundred thousand dollars at this thing and then the stock, the stock price was like whoop all the way back up close of uh, Tuesday it was like like after market trading it went up to like 250 opening day um, on Wednesday it hit like 300 and then it started going up and down and up and down and up and down like it's gone from like 500 back all the way down to like 150 back up to 300 currently it is sitting around 330 uh, 320 something like that um, but we'll see you know stock market opens tomorrow could be uh, some interesting movements happening there and the thing is basically the longer this goes on the more it hurts for Melvin Capital and like basically anybody else who, who shorted the stock and so the question is like you know whose resolve breaks first like who it's it's basically a game of like financial chicken like who's gonna blink first the hedge funds or Wall Street bets now personally my money is on Wall Street bets not literally of course uh, I, I didn't actually invest in GameStop but like you know, figuratively yeah, figuratively but... Yeah, I guess, I mean, no, it really summed up the point. Like, understanding what a short is isn't, like, super imperative to knowing, like, what's happening. I mean, it's useful, but basically, Melvin Capital and other, like, you know, investment firms that and hedge funds just bought off more that they can chew when it comes to GameStop. And then Reddit just decided to turn it on them. Yep. So, yep. And now uh, basically, Robinhood's, like, mm-hmm. preventing you guys from buying, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Robinhood... What ended up happening was like, you know, people are obviously like buying a lot because the more of the stock that you buy, the less that uh, like Melvin Capital and other hedge funds can actually buy to cover their short. Because uh, when you're when you're traditionally like buying a stock, it's like you are you buy this stock, you know, with your money and then you're basically betting that that stock is going to go up and then you can just sell it later at a higher price. And then, you know, you make the difference in money. And so the maximum amount you can lose is however much you paid for the stock. So if I buy like you know a stock at like 20 bucks and it goes down like to zero like max i can lose there is my 20 bucks right is like the initial amount i put in but with shorting there's an infinite like ceiling for how much you can lose because you're you're not actually like spending money in the sense of like you are just buying the the stock rather yeah the way it works is like you um you tell a guy you Borrow, you borrow the amount of stocks from someone else. So you you tell a guy and you're just like, yo, in 10 days, I'm going to give you 10 stocks. And if you give me 10 stocks now, I'll give you 10 stocks later in 10 days. And so what you're doing is in the span of those 10 days, you're betting that the stock price... Uh, so you immediately sell the 10 stocks that you just got from that guy and you bet that the value of the stocks will decrease so that if it takes you $10 to buy 10 stocks on day one, Maybe somewhere on day five, it only takes five dollars to buy ten stocks, and then you buy it when it's at five five dollars for ten stocks, and then you give him back the the five stocks or the ten stocks at like day ten or something. So you essentially have made five dollars like that per so, stock. Yeah, or like five five dollars in total. I'm saying like if ten if each stock costs like a a buck at at time zero, oh. and then like at time five it costs like fifty cents. So you make yeah. fifty cents per stock. Yeah. So like, 
So you you owe the person ten stocks no matter what at in at the end. No. So like if it keeps on so if it keeps on increasing, you have to you have to buy. So like if t- at time five like it's worth five bajillion dollars, you have to buy five each stock. You have to buy ten of those five bajillion dollar stocks. Like no matter what, or else like. Yeah. You go into debt and you get like that's like the tactical infinite ceiling, right? But like when the stocks go down, it can't go like negative. Yeah. It just can go to zero. So that's like the max amount you can lose, right? So that's why generally, like if you're like you know, with some sort of like financial advisor or with some sort of group for in terms of handling your finances, like they don't really recommend shorting and like it's it's a very like high risk kind of move. But the reason hedge funds do it is because like. You know they've been doing it for quite some time, and they know it's like a quick kind of way to make money. But it didn't work out too well for them this time. Yeah, yeah, they overextended and they got punished hard for it. So we'll see what happens. You know, um, honestly, like all the shit I've seen coming out of this has just made me like I I think I am like pretty firmly on the side of of Reddit and Wall Street bets, like. What do you mean, like the, the way, like the side like, of, see, like morality, or like who's gonna win? Well, morality, because okay. like you know the the two sides are like you know, um, you have like CNBC and like uh, basically mainstream financial media saying that this is like a bubble, or you know it's like some sort of like hype like craze, which it it is yeah. it really isn't. It's not the same thing as like, um, like the housing market in two thousand eight. Which, by the way, Wall Street was responsible for. Like people don't on like people on Wall Street bets don't think that GameStop is just never going to lose value. They they realize that GameStop as a company is essentially worthless. What they know is that these hedge funds fucked up, and they can squeeze them for that. And the people like writing like articles on like CNBC or or Wall Street Journal or or whatever basically implying that this is like some some huge stock market bubble they're, they're just been complete like that's just straight bs like that's not at all the situation yeah i mean lots of articles that like these sort of financial media companies are putting out are like trying to get people who own the stock to sell it so the like the hedge funds can cover their shorts but like that's why if you like look on reddit and you go through like any of the comments through any of the posts men- men- mentioning GameStop or AMC or any of like the sort of stocks that this has been happening to, they're all just like, you know, hold the line, yeah. hold, don't sell. Like, that's, yeah, that's because, what like, that means. The less they have to buy, also, like, not only is like the price high, but it's just like harder to cover those it like increases, 10 yeah. stocks. No, it increases the demand for the stock, yeah. so it, it increases the price, and then it's just, it just compounds like infinitely, which is why I think like, like, Melvin Capital lost like 50% of like. So some like billion number of dollars that it actually makes. Yeah. So it's kind of getting pretty boned right now, but like rightfully like, so. The thing that I think people are confused about is the fact that people don't realize Melvin Capital has to buy all the stock. They have to because they already basically sold it and put out an IOU. So they have to buy the stock at some point. And like basically what Wall Street Bets is trying to do is they're, they're trying to buy up all the stock hold it and say we're not going to give you this like we're not going to allow you to buy our stock we're not going to sell the stock unless you pay us like a thousand dollars a share and melvin capital can't do shit about it they have to because you know they already made that pre-existing commitment yeah they're just like legally obligated or else they'll just get like the government just be like you're bad and be like screw well i don't know about the government but like yeah somebody's gonna like oh yeah they're like they're dead slap them on the wrist yeah 
Yeah, and you know, lots of different like companies have gone like tied up in this, but yeah, that's why that's why like Robinhood was an issue because they weren't letting people buy, but they were also like if you bu- if you bought GameStop on margin, which means like you you're not actually spending like the money that you have, but you're, like you're borrowing it. What uh, Robinhood has in like their terms of service is that they can do what they want with like stocks you buy on margin. So they like forcefully sold stocks, sold uh, GME or GameStop stocks like that people bought on margin, and like the user can't like stop them from doing it. So like generally like pretty shitty practices from Robinhood. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, the rhetoric surrounding this has been really patronizing. Like, the idea that, like, this is, like, way too volatile and, like, you know, retail investors are going to get hurt. Like, people knew what they're getting into when they bought GameStop. Like, people are, like, aren't just, like, you know, running into this blindly. Like, people know what they're getting into when they're buying GameStop. Like, the, the implication that, like, like basically retail investors or like small investors or a bunch of like idiots who have no idea what they're doing is really patronizing. Yeah, I mean, they knew the risk that they were taking. They've just done it so much before that they just always assumed they could get away with it and this time they're not. But just, actually, it reminds me of, you guys remember in back in high school when we were taking like AP like macro or micro or whatever, we had to play the stock yeah. market game. Yeah. The way like some people got like super rich and were right at the top of the lead, leaderboard was they just picked super, super volatile stocks and then they would just like constantly short them. And so that's why you saw people like oh, yeah, one day they'd have like 600K and then the other day they would literally be at like 20 bucks. Like it's crazy what, like how volatile it is and how like it is with that situation then, which was kind of funny in the stock market game because like obviously it's not real money. But <laughs> I, I with, with the GameStop, it's like it's pretty clear cut. Like I don't think it's like volatile, but basically they just want you to sell it. Like media just wants yeah. you to sell it. So like... Melvin Capital cannot just be demolished. Yeah, like, I, I know some like some people out there are probably like listening to this and like, hey, wait, I'm, haven't you called like vast sections of the American public idiots before? And like, yes, I think the vast majority of human beings are idiots. But here's the thing. There's nothing about Wall Street that makes them special. They're all dumbasses, too. Like, look at 2008. Look at like the 1980s with the savings and loan crisis. Look at like basically every decade. Like it, it literally just goes like every 10 years. The financial sector fucks up collectively. They all just fuck up. And the idea that like now they're getting punished for it and that means that they get to now call retail investors uneducated is just hilarious to me. It's like somebody catching you out on like a dumb mistake you made. Like you wrote like, you know, five plus four equals eight. And somebody's like, hey, wait, that's not right. And you were like, what are you, an idiot? That's basically what's going on here. Like, Wall Street got caught out being dumb. And now they're trying to turn around and say that retail investors don't know what they're doing. Like, it, yep. it is mind-blowing to me. That, like, they're just, they're just going out there and, like, that's the narrative they're pushing. It is what it is. I mean, they all it's all about the money, so. True. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's quite interesting, and yeah, I I imagine the situation will develop as more and more time goes on. Yeah, I mean, awesome. um, and Mon- so Monday we'll see what happens with the stock. Yeah, but. we have like a so here I'm like part of the econ research club, and we have like a meeting coming up with the professor. I'm very curious to see what he what what he thinks because like professors, they, they he's like an economics professor, right? And so they're not necessarily. They're not part of Wall Street, obviously. Is it isn't um, like Wall Street more like finance rather than econ? 
Yeah, it's more finance than econ, but, like, his research and stuff... Like, there's also a professor I know whose research is mostly finance. Actually, one professor I'm doing research with, his professor is just purely finance. So honestly, I'm going to ask him and see what he thinks. Yeah, there are probably, like, two but, professors but out seems, there. But he seems a bit... He seems, like, a bit conservative, so I'm not exactly 100% <laughs> sure. I actually don't know what his political leaning is at all. I'm just guessing. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's wrong, but... I'm just curious to see what exactly he thinks. Because, like, there's also... Because, like, all the companies in the, you know, in the media and stuff, they... And, like, like Wall Street Journal, they all they all have incentives to... Like, in the company. Like, they have incentives to tell everyone to sell and whatnot. I'm just curious, like, what a professor who maybe has money in the market but is probably not, like, losing that much because of this, uh, what, what, like, what they have to say about this. I mean, yeah. there's, there's probably yeah. two kinds of economic professors out there right now. There's, like, the kind that's just, like, super excited to talk about this and, like, you know, connect to their students. And there's the kind that are just, like, praying that nobody asks them about yeah. GameStop when the, when the class time comes. Yeah. Pretty inevitable that they do get asked yeah. a lot of, like, let's be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, that's about a good summarization and all of our thoughts on GameStop. So on a more fictional note, Recently, the trailer for Kong versus Godzilla came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody here planning to watch it? Not, not gonna be great. I mean, like plot wise, but I will say the fights in the movie look pretty sick. Yeah, Cobb, I mean, Cobb who's really I, gonna yeah, watch it for yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember Cobb and I. We went to see the last uh, Godzilla, last Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, yeah, and we one. walked. In, we knew, we knew the plot was gonna be complete shit. Like we knew this from the beginning, but like, yeah, there's no and, and like also the the reviews and like all the reviews and stuff like to be fair you have to say like some reviewer has to say that the plot is not what it is but but like you everyone knows and not at least intelligent people know when you're going into the movie like you're you're gonna get what you expect you want big monster fights and a lot of cgi and that's yep. what we expect and that's what well, and I mean, that's what you kind of say though like the, the fights kind of look like pretty insane like i'm very hyped to see those fights Yep. Yeah, the fights are like literally what you watch it for. You don't watch it for anything else. I don't know though. Like I've seen a lot of memes around this movie. The memes it's, like, are good. The memes yeah, are no, wait, so good. Wait, but like they're right though. Like Godzilla's like this like fucking radioactive dragon that shoots laser beams, and Kong's a big monkey. Like, how the yeah, fuck is Kong's, King Kong gonna yeah, fight Godzilla? Kong Kong has a secret weapon though. He gets this like basically he gets like Thor's axe. Like you basically yeah, his, okay, what? Cobb and I were talking yeah. about Cobb and I were talking about this. His storyline is so similar to Thor in Endgame. Like, uh, so if you I mean, this is just based on the trailer. Obviously, we don't know the story, so it's not even spoilers at this point. But I mean, it's fairly obvious to see at the beginning he fights Godzilla, he probably loses, and and then he like gets a power upgrade by like getting a big big hammer. And, it's like, and he probably makes himself. Apparently he makes that himself. axe is like, like it's made of like spines from Godzilla's back, so it can like channel his power. What the fuck? Yeah, he like rips those yeah. spines yeah. out of his back and like. <laughs> How does King Kong craft this axe? Who cares? Bro, we want to see him fight each other. Monkey. He takes Some his bop. axe, and it's actually it's actually like an Endgame, right? Or not an Endgame, but in in the Infinity, in Infinity War. War. Yeah. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. It's like. He I, just I re- he, he goes he loses the fight he goes gets an axe and he just like slaps Thanos with it. That's you know I really want the backstory to this axe. Like the U.S. government is like 
funding billions of dollars into the secret project where they're taking like Godzilla skills and forming it into this humongous axe. Why? Nobody knows. To That's just to what King they're Kong. doing. And then they're <laughs> just like, and then the, yeah, and then the president is like being briefed by his generals, and like the generals like. Mr. President, we have this enormous fucking axe made out of Godzilla skills and we'll use it to fight Godzilla. The president's but like, but nobody can wield such a weapon. And and, and the general's like, we got a guy. So like hard cut to Godzilla, just like hanging out in the jungle, just like eating fucking trees, like doing whatever Godzilla, like King Kong does in his off time. Not eating. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. Like, what, like, what the fuck do you think he does? I was going to say eat a banana, I, but I, could you picture King Kong trying to eat a banana? Yeah. Maybe no. he has massive bananas on his on his island. That is possible. That is incredibly stupid. Uh, I can imagine, though. That'd be so fun. <laughs> that if, would be so honestly, funny. I would think the movie would be amazing. Like, right now, it's sort of like a serious, like, you know, action movie where you have like big CGI monsters, but I feel like they can make it still have it an action movie and then also just make it a comedy yeah. movie. Just, just by <laughs> making the plot like they're aware of the fact that it's just so stupid. Like the president would be like, Who could wield such a weapon? And then you just see like I King Kong like, walking, he's like, oh, I can't. Yeah, Starts like pounding his chest. <laughs> you want to know the, be... most, the most stupid part of all is that in the end, like, or this is all again, like just speculation, but like you can see it in the trailer. It's like, the in the end, obviously Godzilla and Kong team up to fight a robot version of Godzilla. Oh my god! It's like this giant like Mecha Godzilla thing. Yeah, dude. dude. Dude, I think it could be a great comedy action movie. Honestly, like yeah. they just like, made fun of that, their their own plot. I and didn't then think they, about movie, that until Magic, but not gonna lie, I I would watch that. This movie would be the greatest monster movie of all time if they if they portrayed King Kong like you know like Rambo. Like, you got, like, some general, like, showing up in his jungle, like, King Kong, your country needs you. And King Kong doesn't talk. He doesn't talk, because he's a fucking gorilla. But, like, the the general just, like, responds to him as if he's talking. He's like, God damn it, I know you got out of the army, but we need you. Your country needs you. And then King Kong's just looking at him. He's just looking. He's a fucking gorilla. And the general's like, you son of a bitch. All right. We'll do it. <laughs> I'll give you the 13 bananas. Uh, no, see, it would actually be a quality movie if they just made fun of itself. Like, it's, it'd be so good. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, I think those movies were, are just, like, amazing. Like, I know we talked about this movie before, but what is it? Like, the drone or something where they're just oh, aware yeah, of how stupid yeah. it is? Like, that's what makes the movie entertaining to watch is that they've literally taken the time and effort. Or what to was that other, construct the dinosaur something one? so stupid. The dinosaur? No, it was, um, it was, like... Velocipaster. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> where the, velo- <laughs> where the, yeah, oh, the Velociraptor god. was also a pastor. Oh, and a prostitute convinces him to use his powers for <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. It's oh, amazing god. because it's so bad. Oh, god. <laughs> yeah, if they did shit like that with King King Kong versus Godzilla, man, I'm here for it. I would be on board with that like 100%. Yeah, and they could still keep the fights like pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, not like the action that you're there for, but you're laughing when you're other when you're otherwise just not really paying attention, you know. Like honestly, one of my favorite action movies, well, my two favorite action movies are Hot Fuzz and Tropic Thunder, because both of them have like amazing action scenes sequences, but they are both also just funny as hell. Like they are so goddamn funny. No, this is why you should be make movies in your, in your semester. No. That's true. 
I'll star in it, Noah. I'll star in it. That's I'll not, do it. It's not going to incentivize <laughs> me at all. <laughs> Unless it's R-rated. You know? I might oh. I might be on board for that. You know? Okay. Okay. Little uh, actor director going shit going on here. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> this is when like half the people that are listening so, like chewed out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like exited <laughs> out. <laughs> Dude, honestly, you know what would be amazing if if the entire movie Godzilla or not King Kong doesn't say anything and then he just starts talking like Fernet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he, he fucking kills Godzilla. He's like, this is a good thing. I like this. This is good. What I did, it's a good thing. No, no. You <laughs> even, like, if they give him like fucking Morgan Freeman's voice, like, he, oh, he, he like that fucking stabs so Godzilla. You look down and like, you know, sometimes you either gotta get busy living or get busy dying. That's what you get those moments where like the theater erupts. I just pictured it like I just pictured it happen right now and man that would be so Dude, good. it would be so confusing. He says one line so the funny. entire time. One line the entire movie and that's it. Right when he oh kills Godzilla. God. That'd be uh, kind of insane, honestly. They should leave the production of the film to us. Honestly, honestly. Like, yeah, goddamn, <laughs> give us five hundred million dollars and we'll make you your movie. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Not or, even a or just flash. give us hundred thousand dollars. Like, I keep them. Like there, there. Are, like I don't know. Sometimes I'll hear people shit on movie theaters, and like, yeah, movie theaters like aren't always super great. But honestly, like, there is no experience like watching a movie and like a hype as fuck scene comes on, like in in Infinity War. When like Thor like fucking beams down Bro, with yeah, his hammer yeah. and like he goes up in oh, the air and he's shit. like bring me Thanos and you just yeah. hear the bass and like the entire theater is just going wild. Oh my yeah. god! That was such a hype moment. That was and, and oh, then when dude. Cap lifted Mjolnir or the hammer. Yes. I love those moments. Yes, when so Cap hype. lifted Mjolnir. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I love how much are literally what you right live now, for in movies. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, dude, when he picks it up, like, what? the theater's just screaming. Right. And, like, the three of us went together, like, on opening day and saw I both of those moments, but Pernay ditched us both times. Yeah. Uh, I'll just point that out there. I, I, I had to go with, I, I went with my cousin. That is no excuse. Pernay, you're not your friend. <sighs> but that, that, but that, those moments are so hype. So hype. Oh, my God, yeah. Those moments are alone. Are what movie theaters are for, like honestly, yeah. like legit, yeah, most yeah. movies you're not gonna have that experience. Like most movies, like the theater isn't gonna be like, but but the the movies that that are like hype as fuck. It's oh different, my god, man. like I will never watch Infinity War or Endgame the same way as I did watching it in the theater for the first time with a full audience, like. Yeah, it's just oh, a, man, different it's a different sensation. You can, you can feel different... it. You can even go. Like, if you go on YouTube, oh my they God, have, like, yeah. clips of, like, people, like, watch it, seeing the scene, and you, like, watch it with them, and you, you, you still get hyped. Yeah. You're not even oh in the gosh. theater with them, but you're getting hyped. You, like, you just Dude, need it's, Those moments of energy. hype where it's, like, oh, the, the crowd energy yeah. is honestly oh one of the craziest things. Like, even if you watch basketball, if you watch, like, you know, it's fourth quarter, there's, like, one second left, they throw, like, the ball from half court, it's the, they, they make it in somehow they somehow then they win the game and like it's home field so the entire crowd erupts man chills always chills but even even like, like it, just it's, like it's not, always not even like professional just like playing soccer like the way we did like me and pj and stuff 
Like, even when, like, the game was close, like, at the very end, it's just the team that gets hyped, but you still feel it. You still feel it. Yeah, it's an unreal feeling. Those are the moments we live for as humans. DBH. Sorry, God, man. I'll be telling my children about Avengers and, like, the fucking, like, the energy. The energy of it. Like, Infinity War and Endgame, like, honestly, objectively, they're they're not, like, you know, masterpieces of film, right? They're not going to, like, like be, they're not going to be, like, you know, trendsetters or, 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 like, standout pieces or whatever. But just, the like, the cultural... Together, just like, yeah, just, like, the cultural zeitgeist of it. Like, the fact that, like, everyone, everyone had been watching this shit for, like, a decade. Everyone knew about it. Everyone, like was like just like following it and like was there yeah. for it it was hinted at like you know oh my God. like in that in i forgot what was it like the second avengers the very uh, first avengers, avengers you saw thanos well no no in, the, in like the second avengers you get like the um, gauntlet a, or age of ultron like cap like kind of moves thor's hammer a little bit oh like yeah, they yeah, were like yeah. setting oh, it up like yeah. you're and then you slowly get it and then like he picks up the hammer dude it's unreal man actually crazy yeah you know uh endgame right came out 2019 that movie alone made more than the entire box office of 2020 oh yeah i mean that's i mean that's oh, not yeah. really that's, that's, yeah but still, all the movies that came out in 2020 like regardless if they came out like in theaters or like streaming like it's still oh, like really? a lot of like blockbuster movies Mm, yeah, fair enough. Still impressive uh, for one to take on I all of I heard that Wonder Woman, like, what was it, 84? Yeah, heard that was kind of trash. Bro, I watched that movie. Oh, let me tell you. I don't know if we did. I don't think we talked about it last time. No, we talked about so this at some point, but wild. I can't remember if it was on the podcast. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Like, yeah, it was in like, a bad way. In a bad way. I had no clue oh. what was happening in, like, half the time. It's just there were like, so, many sudden, there were so many yeah, plot so holes. There were so many plot holes. Yeah, so many plot Like, that that one thing, and then all of a sudden, just, like, suddenly with no no lead-up, no context around it, Gal Gadot's, or, like, Wonder Woman just starts learning all these powers, and we're like, what, what, where are these coming from? I didn't know this was a thing that she... She can turn invisible? She can fly? She can... I don't know. She was pretty much Superman. Like, what, why the yeah, hell do we have Superman? Yeah, but the, like, she the biggest that. plot hole of all is, like, she learned all those powers, but she didn't use them in, like, the future. Like, Justice League and stuff like that. Okay. Batman like, especially- honestly, even if you want to overlook that, even if you want to overlook that, they said, like, they said, like, one point in the movie, you can only do the wish once, right? Okay, sure. But that, but that lemon, that woman leopard guy, she did it two times. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like, I don't if I went to go watch the movie, I haven't seen it, but if I went to go watch it, I really wouldn't really be caring. Yeah, I know. You just like, <laughs> I, don't, I really couldn't give yeah. less of a shit about no. the plot, like... Like from what I heard, yeah, like we know I know what I'm watching know. for. From what I heard, like the CGI what? was also pretty crap. Like somebody said there was like was, one scene that wait, literally looked fight, like it was in I, front I of mean, a like, green screen. I, I watched it on like HBO Max and stuff, right? The fighting yeah, yeah. it just seems like super like you could like feel that they were like just harnessed together. Like it didn't look real. It just didn't look. Yeah, good. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say the one thing I did like I forgot what the actor's name, but the main antagonist. Do you know what his name club? Yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I, I really like him a lot. I like he's him the Mandalorian. So much. Yeah, he's I know he's the Mandalorian. He was also in like Narcos or something. S tier actor, yeah. man. Yeah, and like yeah. he has this one line that I like so much. The way he the way he says yeah, it too. I knew I knew you liked like, this line. <laughs> yeah, he's like, 
Life is good, but it can be better. And he oh, says yeah. that, and it's, he does like this hand motion too. Is so good. I'm like, this is this is top tier acting, man. <laughs> His accent with it too. Just, yeah. I don't know if you see it, you have to go see. I'll send you a clip right now. I'll search I mean, it it's, it's yeah. a meme. Yeah, now. I'll, I'll watch. At this point, I'll, that's a meme. I'll watch after we're done riffing. Yeah. But, well, you know, it's kind of dark. Yeah, actually, when we started this episode, it was kind of light outside for me, but now it's pretty dark. So I've turned on like these lights in my room, and I got this color changing light bulb for for my oh. lamp. So I can have it like, I can have it on any color I want, or I can just have it like continuously like shifting kind of slowly, like red to orange to whatever naturally comes next, whatever. I don't know how that works. But, and then there's, I have like also string lights hung up on like the walls and stuff. So it's, my room kind of has, has like a nice kind of warm feel right now. So it's, it's a good time. Interesting. So, but yeah. yeah, that's on top of like my setup with like my monitor. I moved my speaker over here, right underneath my monitor. I have my like keyboard. I have my like PC under my desk, all kind of, and my mic is right here. It's kind of lit. Maybe like, next we'll post a picture of all these setups. But like, yeah, see, I also just got a monitor, which just makes my setup look so clean now. Once I get a keyboard, it'll be complete. Even now, without a keyboard, it looks kind of nice. But like, I have a speaker right right next to my uh, monitor that I can like I can obviously connect to whatever I'm using, um, either my phone or my laptop, and then like. I have like my microphone, my head, my headphones. I have like a little headset thing that actually looks really nice over there. I have a place for my mic. I can just keep it over here. And my yeah. lamp it makes it look holds the lighting very nice. Honestly, your your setup looks like just like the stereotypical college student setup. Is that a good thing? Or is, is that just a thing? I don't know. I think so. I mean, like maybe. I mean, you got the laptop, the monitor, the lamp, the little plant. The book. Oh yeah, I do have a little plant. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. pretty stereotypical. Like it, it looks like the I kind of thing like that would be like in a college student like brochure if it was like you know if it had better lighting, it was a bit cleaner. I see. <laughs> um, there's this one. There's this one vlogger. Like you know those college vloggers. I forgot his name. I watched his. He went to Vanderbilt. I don't know if he's... Uh, I know who you're talking about. It's Asian dude, right? I don't know who you're talking dude. about. Yeah, he has yeah, a piece of I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. He yeah. rides around on his electric yeah, skateboard yeah. all Joey-like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, that guy, I... forgot his name. I got this white desk, like, from the link in one of his, like, dorm room <laughs> videos. And the lamp, too, actually. Hmm. So you're a simp? <laughs> I... Is that what I'm getting? I don't know if you can call it simp. It just, I just simp. thought it looked nice and I got it. How about you, Jacob, Noah? Anything well, setup special like, you want to share about your setup? Well, like, see, I'm at home, right? So like, it's a very temporary setup. So I don't feel like putting a lot of work and effort into a setup that I'm only going to use for a little bit. I feel like a, a nice setup can really make or break a space. Like, I agree. But like, I'm only going to try and do a proper setup in like a place that I know I'm going to stay for a while. That's fair. That's definitely fair. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, no, how about you? Anything my you setup's share? pretty ratchet. Like, I'm not even like I'm not even using my normal desk, from, because like basically I'm I'm in my younger brother's room. He took my room when I moved out, and now I'm in his room, which has been converted to a de- guest room. So because like my room was bigger, and my parents figured I was I wasn't coming back, but then surprise, global pandemic. So yeah, I mean. Like I got a like a computer monitor, like my PC is probably like the nicest part of this whole setup. I'm using my Do you have the hardware? My oldest like... desk. Like this desk is like probably at least fifteen years old. And it is just covered in drawings because like 
I don't know, when I was like five, I drew on shit. So there's like, you know, just games of tic-tac-toe, like random drawings of people, just random words, just written, scribbled all over this shit. Like, the monitor I'm using is pretty crappy, honestly. My good monitor's back in DC, and I miss it a lot. Ah, unfortunate. That is quite unfortunate. It's too, uh, it's too low to to the, well, it's too short, so I stuck a couple books under it. Okay, you know, we make yep. do with what we have. Yeah, I I, I like my setup. And I, I yeah, I get I, your point, I Jacob. S- like, you don't need, like, since eventually we're going to go back to being, like, not permanently at home, we don't need, like, God-tier setups. But I don't know. I, if I do decide, which I probably will end up doing, is moving to an into an apartment this fall for if, if we are going back in person, then I don't know. It'll still be pretty useful to have, like, this sort of yeah. setup. I mean, especially, but also, like, you, don't, you don't have to move it, like, super, super far. So it is pretty, it is pretty portable, I would say. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be too bad. It's really, it's it's like a lot of things to move, I guess, but it's not like difficult. I, I, it's kind of weird to say, but it makes sense, I think. Yeah, kind of. No, because I have on top of like my like just computer stuff, like my PC, my monitor, my speaker, I have like the keyboard, my keyboard stand, my guitar and my guitar stand, just my music stand in general, like the amp, all that stuff. I saw there's like, Things to move, but it's not like hard to move these things. I guess you can put them anywhere in a room. I honestly think it would just take like two car rides at most. Yeah, probably wouldn't be too hard. I mean, we have a minivan, so definitely. And you're like you're really close, so that helps. Yeah, it shouldn't be like too bad. It's not like it's like a couple hours or anything. So it's like half an hour, forty five minutes max. Yeah, but our our room setup, like a desk setup, can really make or break a semester of studying. Like, yeah, I honestly feel so much more motivated. Like, I, it feels so much cooler now. Like last semester, I only had a laptop, and it was it was difficult, man. It was difficult. I will say. I can imagine. I one dude. Once you've had like the monitor experience, it's really hard to go back to using a laptop all the time. Like. Yep. Like once you have like an actual keyboard, and like your PC is like kind of it's got like some some you know, some meat in it. And then, like, yeah, yeah, like, you go back to using your, your kind of, your laptop, and you're like, man, this is weak. Yeah, literally, it's so true. Crazy true, actually, so. Yeah, oh. Like, I remember my laptop used to lag if I had, like, more than two Chrome windows open. And, like, now I'm, like, out here just, like, I have a shitload of applications. Like, I have Discord, Chrome, Audacity, like, two video games open that... Like, honestly, I'm not even using half of these. I just forgot to close them. Uh, is one of them okay. that My Little Pony game now? Hearts of Iron 4? Hearts of Iron 4. It's not a My Little Pony game. It's a My, like, it's a My a... Little Pony mod. A My Little Pony mod, okay. sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, get it no. right, Jacob. It's Come a World on. War II game. How dare you? And Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. See? History with Noah. Call put the music again. The music is going in again. Okay, very good. I don't want to know what music you use for this. I will find something very nice, Noah. Make it make it very Noah-esque. I will. Okay. Speaking of music, this one. You've uh, shown me some music you've been making. Uh yes, yes I have. I like to make music. That's why I have like the keyboard and the guitar and stuff that I mentioned. I use like Ableton. 
I kind of, so like when I'm actually like making music, I kind of just go all over the place in terms of like the genre. Lots of times I'll be like, I like disco, pop, funk. And so I'll make that music. And then after, you know, I've considered a song as done, which means like, it's not like perfect. It's not exactly where I'd want it, but I just like, you know, get it to a point where I'm like, this is enough for me. And I'll just go to like all different genres. So now I'm writing like a indie country folk kind of sounding song. So that should be interesting. I did. I just tried writing like a traditional pop song. Probably next I'm going to try doing like a pop punk sort of situation. But it's all over the so place. Do you, you, know do you release these or what do you do with the finished products? Mm, well, I haven't released anything. I'm probably going to put it all into an album at some point and then sort of come out with it. But right now I'm just trying to like experiment with like lots of different genres. And I feel like it'd be weird to have an album that is like all these like really different kind of sounding songs. So once I like settle on something that I like enjoy, I'll probably do stuff like kind of around that idea. Yeah, you hear that, ladies? This Raj is on a stable career path and he makes music. Exactly. God damn, like, man. oof, that's sexy right there. True. Software engineering plus guitar mm-hmm. equals cash money. He's like your uh, he's like your artist boyfriend, but he's not going to be broke in a few years. <laughs> Is that the best of both of us? Huh? And that is maybe the best compliment I've ever received in my life. And with that, we will we thank you for listening to this episode of Stating the Obvious. We hope you enjoyed our shenanigans, us freaking out about uh, Chris Evans picking up Thor's hammer and etc. Uh, any last words, guys, for our, for our listeners? Uh, you know, subscribe, like the Slide podcast, follow it. DMs. You know. Oh, make sure make sure you leave a comment about uh, history with Noah, so oh, yeah. so you guys can. That's what you want us to torture Noah with next, you know? Yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. So stay tuned for the next episode of Seeing the Obvious, and feel free to check out any of our past episodes. They're probably pretty funny as well. I have to remember to be like a little louder so Audacity doesn't just fuck me in the ass. Yay.